pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. What would you do if you found out that actually you thought you were a Virgo your whole life, but in fact you were a Leo? That's the story I'm about to tell. Um, Before I get into today's episode, I want to invite you to color. I want you to invite you to color with me if you choose to, or just on your own. This is a club. It's a one-time membership where you get access to this clubhouse full of lovely coloring pages, tutorials, music, that nice cozy time to just be with you and some color on the page. And if you want to come to club meetings or live coloring sessions with me, also very restorative, quiet, chill, self-reflective, it's always a good time to do that. This time of year, I feel an especial, an especial, I I especially feel like I need it if that, um, if I can use that word. So Won't you join us? If you're curious, go to RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com slash color, and that's color spelt with a U-C-O-L-O-U-R. So there was this thing that happened a bunch of years ago. I tried to look it up. I can't find a source. (laughs) So, So this is one of those great stories where I have, I got nothing. I got nothing backing it up except my own flawed memory. But there was a time where I heard, I'll I'll call it a rumor, actually. There was a rumor going around that there had been some publication announcing there was a mistake. That whatever measurements, whatever calculations had been used to design what we know of as like the Zodiac, the horoscope, the, uh, you know, the 12 signs, 12 months, that whole thing, it's, uh, was off by a bit. And so they were correcting it and put out into the world somewhere that like, oh, here's the new one. Some of your signs might've changed (laughs) because, you know, a few degrees this way, a few degrees that way, all of a sudden, those who thought, you know, they were Virgos weren't suddenly Leos or Tauruses, or I don't know. I don't know how that all went. Someone told me that. And I remember being like, (laughs) pausing, like just really pausing and being like, what? Like just, I remember being told I was a Sagittarius as a kid. I remember learning it. I remember just really identifying with that symbol, right? That half horse symbol and the archer and the positivity and all the things. And it was an April Fool's joke. And I thought, oh my God, like what an interesting prank. Because (laughs) for some, I can imagine for some people, 
they're laughing at other people. The people who just think astrology is just a crock and they don't believe in any of it. They were probably like, look at how upset these people are getting <laughs> over this made up nonsense that they weren't invested in anyway. And then for some people, it was an identity crisis, right? Like, so really interesting choice of prank. I, I tried to look it up so I could reference it. I, 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 I did spend some time. Maybe I'm just a terrible Googler. Maybe you can look it up and let me know. But I had this memory of it. And so I was, uh, we, my Art of Self Marriage group, as you remember, we did, I did a year long uh, self-engagement program involving like creativity and self-love with a small group who were committing to marry themselves last year. It completed in August and the group still meets for self-marriage date nights because, you know, every marriage needs a date night. Sometimes you have to schedule it. We did that for ourselves. It's awesome. And I brought up this story uh, in my most recent date night with my art of self-marriage people and um somebody thank god remembered it <laughs> so i'm like okay i didn't just make it up i don't know where i heard it and in fact this person shared this story of how she was one of those people really rocked by that prank really like thrown off by this whole thing of her sign not being her sign and so much so that she even like reached out to her dad i think via text um in, I, I don't know if, it, if she would use the word panic, but <laughs> there was some alarm. There was some confusion, right? And her dad's response was the best. Her dad's response, I thought, was so loving. And what's interesting, actually, I reflected upon it again later. And I was like, I don't know from the response if her dad believes in astrology or not, um, which was so cool because it was still this very non-judgmental, loving response either way and it said he texted her back and he just said don't worry you're still you I love I, I my heart melted a little when she shared that I thought how sweet is that um I love I just love that and it was like on one hand it was so soothing and on the other hand it opened so many questions so if if one of us is identifying very strongly with a system or an identity type, a personality type, something that we have learned about from something outside of ourselves, and then that ceases to be, and yes, we are still us, who is the us, right? This can get, obviously, incredibly deep. Um, and it felt like, I felt like that dad's response was what love would say. That's what self-love would say, you know? Don't worry, you're still you. That's that hand, I, I just... Didn't mean to. I spontaneously noticed my hand flutter up to my chest and just put it on the heart there. It's like, oh, you're still you. You're still you, right? So interesting. So astrology is not the only place where we, we might do this, where we might really anchor into an identity. Um, and there's a, an interesting, complex relationship with this. So I wanted to talk about this because I love personality testing. <laughs> I love personality types, quizzes, all these things of like, oh, which one am I? You know, I love that kind of stuff because those things are do offer so much interesting. Uh, they're amazing tools for self-awareness, right? And there's there's so many of them. Um, there's like, um, let's see if I can like list some off the top of my head. <laughs> you probably are already thinking. So like Myers-Briggs, probably one of the first ones that come to mind. Side note, has anyone 
have you read the um there's a book about the founders I did I knew nothing I knew about Myers-Briggs I didn't know who Myers-Briggs were I didn't know where that system came from before I jumped in and got my my little uh four letters saying you know who I was in the world and um but oh my god so this is not a, an official book report because I did not finish the book. This was a book I listened to probably half of it in lockdown time. I don't remember. <laughs> I had to return it. I don't think I... <laughs> anyway, so I, all this with a giant block of salt is what I'm saying. But there's a book called The Personality Brokers, The Strange History of Myers-Briggs and the birth of personality testing and it's disturbing and it will like if you're at all interested in this kind of thing I was like my job is just on the floor I was like what <laughs> what is happening how did I never hear of this anyway interesting does that change how you feel about the system or the accuracy of the system right these are all like questions that come up about when we're trusting these systems and remembering that these systems at some point come from other human beings, right? And we all know human beings are brilliant and flawed. We don't, who knows? <laughs> who knows? That's what I'm saying. So, okay, my, I'm getting off topic. Myers-Briggs, um, there was like a, a test I took called Strength Finder. I don't know if any of you have done that. I actually really enjoyed that. That was super helpful for me. Um, Jonathan Fields of Good Life Project has something called Spark Types. Um, that I found really cute and really interesting. This is more, I guess, about like your purpose in life or your work, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it counts, but I've heard a lot of people talk about which Hogwarts house they belong to. I don't really know anything about that, but it's another way that we are categorizing and sorting ourselves out, right? Um, astrology, of course, the Enneagram, um, and uh, oh, Gretchen Rubin has a lovely sorting system for humans called uh, the four tendencies and as a coach if you're a coach or a teacher or a leader of some kind um, which could also obviously be a parent <laughs> it's super helpful uh, because it's not so much about personality but it's how we respond to inner and outer expectations so as a coach well as a friend I like to know this about my friends as well um, to make plans with and to see like how we can serve each other's needs in that way um but for as a coach it's amazing because it really changes uh it has changed how i assign homework <laughs> to my clients i can kind of like sometimes i get them to take the quiz and sometimes i don't i just kind of guess <laughs> and uh it becomes apparent pretty quickly and then it's like oh i can assign this person this kind of homework or i need to do this for this person to do their homework or Oh, if I do this, this person will rebel and never do the homework, right? So it's it's actually incredibly helpful. And I resisted it so much. I resisted that one so much. We'll get more into our reactions to tests in a second. But what was so funny was my resistance was like, you know, there's a category called rebel. So <laughs> anyway, it was, it's amusing, right? It was amusing. I was basically like fully expressing my tendency you know, theoretically, while insisting that, like, there was no place for me in this framework. <laughs> I really enjoy it. And the, and the most recent one that I was really hesitant to learn about, but it just keeps on pushing its cute little nose up on my leg like a, like a friendly dog. It just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And I'm like, all right, fine. Human design, I will learn about you next. And I have been. Okay, so there's, like, so many more than that. Those are just some off the top of my head. But here's the thing. 
They're amazing tools. And you're here because you're interested in self-love. You are a self-reflective person. You want to get to know and love yourself more. So I imagine none of this is new to you, right? Um, And there are beautiful opportunities with these kinds of systems, right? Uh, Why do we love them? Those of us who love them, right? We love them because, you know, it's an awareness tool. It helps us understand ourselves. Um, There's also an element of belonging because if you recognize in some test results qualities of yourself where you thought you were a weirdo, you thought you were an outsider, you thought nobody could understand this unusual way you work, or you thought that you were broken because society really favors a different type of personality in in our capitalist function, right? But then you find out it's a type, which means that there's others. And so this can also serve as this like, oh, not only am I being seen, but I'm seeing that I'm not the only one being seen. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, oh, there's other rebels out there. Oh, there's other, you know, Enneagram, I don't know, whatever. Um, so that's really interesting, right? Um, humans seek to know and understand. We, we want to know ourselves. We, we're always finding language systems to categorize ourselves. And sometimes, obviously, this is for better and worse, but it seems like our brains like to sort people, right? Like we like to decide who, who you are, who I am, who, who belongs where, you know? Um, how do we understand all of this? I think it's part of how we make sense of things. And these systems also come into this like human thing we do, which is storytelling, right? What's the story of the Capricorn? What's the story of a manifester? What's the story of the Enneagram 4, right? So like we're, we're, we're getting into storytelling, we're getting into meaning making. And in a lot of that, you know, I love myself some permission, right? Um, There's tons of permission that gets revealed in these things. If you find out that like, oh, I am this type and this type is supposed to um, be more assertive, it's permission to follow that instinct that you may have had to be more assertive. You're like, oh, it's my nature. (laughs) It's my type. It's this thing that's just, oh, well, you know, and it's like, and you can help you be brave, right? Um. And it also helps you be curious because sometimes you'll get results where you're like, really? (laughs) Really? Is this test broken? Might be true. Uh, Have I just been blind to this aspect of myself? Might be true. We don't know. So this opens a door for us to be curious about who we are, right? And so that's, you know, just off the top, why I love these, these things so much, right? Helps us understand ourselves and one another. Oh, love languages, right, is another one, right? The Five Love Languages by Gary, uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. So, you know, once we, that was a really great one because it's really about relationship, right? So it's like, if your love language, if you express love by giving gifts, like every time you are really into somebody, you're like, oh, I just want to pick them up this book that they'll love, or oh, I just want to like buy them these socks, Um that's how you express love. And so often what happens is we expect love to be given to us the way we like to give. Um, but that's not always the case, right? The giver, um, the person on the other end might actually like one of the other languages, which is acts of service. So they're not, I like that it's called languages because they won't hear your message of love through the gift of socks. 
they won't understand that they're not speaking that language but if you shoveled the snow off of their car one morning so that they could sleep in a little bit then they're like wow this person really loves me right so that's another thing where it's so helpful if you can know that about yourself and the other so that you can connect better, right? So that you can help speak their language and bridge these gaps. You can easily imagine that you can go your whole life if you're like imagining a couple living together who don't speak the same love languages, they could easily just not really feel that loved by one another, like to really simplify things, right? Um, yes, so, you know, there's lots of things to be curious about. It's It's great, but where does this start to get sticky, right? So the astrology switcheroo kind of revealed a little bit of where this can get sticky, right? Um, Because if you are so heavily anchored into an identity and into a system that's outside of you, it can really rock you if something's up with that system, right? It can really kind of have you wonder who you are. And um, sometimes we can start to depend on these systems to tell us who we are there's like there's a difference here right between oh i'm so curious i'm playing with this it's like a game isn't this interesting versus like i don't know who i am and i'm gonna take this quiz and i hope that they tell me who i am this is a little power shift that I want to address because I, I noticed a dip and it can happen very subtly, <laughs> right? Like I think a lot of the people who were rocked by the that astrology switcheroo were probably surprised at their reaction, right? Like, um, and I'm very curious if there were some people who actually were happy about the switcheroo. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, so a lot of people were upset, but were there was there anyone who was secretly happy? And what does that mean, right? Like if <laughs> their whole life they've been one sign and then they found out they were another one and maybe that other one was a gift somehow, was something they wanted more of in their life. Maybe there was a relief in that. What's going on there? Like that is such an in- a juicy place to learn about yourself, right? It could happen in either direction. So I had an experience recently. Um, I've done this before as well. Maybe you have as well where were really I was really interested in a particular system of you know astrology let's call it astrology so really into astrology and getting and at first it was this playful thing it was like oh this is getting revealed this is getting revealed layer upon layer and I see how this connects and oh I see this thing in myself and it was really exciting it illuminated a lot of the like corners of my being you know and I and I was finding it incredibly useful very empowering and permission giving And then it started to tip a little bit. It started not feeling so good. I started looking into it with a a lot more frequency. And I'm not saying there's anything again, like there might be some of you listening who were like, you're checking in with the, you know, the star forecast every day going with it. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. What was happening with me was it wasn't feeling good anymore. It wasn't feeling empowering anymore. It was like, uh, uh, it was like me being afraid of rain. <laughs> it's like, I gotta know, like, I can't, will I be able to go outside or is it raining? Like it, it was, it was, it was changing from an empowering and lightning thing to something where I was outsourcing my own wisdom, outsourcing my own intuition, my own free will right? I would feel like haunted almost by reading something about where the planets were and what this was a good day for or not a good day for. And then I would start to like second guess my choices and my own rhythms. And that was not empowering, right? And guess what? These systems are optional, right? (laughs) I had to remind myself that I'm like, okay, you can just step away because actually there's a whole lot of people who don't believe in astrology at all and they're fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> they don't know where Saturn is right now and they're fine. <laughs> so you can just calm down, right? Like, but, but it, it, it slipped into that territory that I had to like lovingly pull myself back, you know? Um, so here's the thing. So we want to have in this relationship of self-love, your relationship to self-love and personality typing. How do you have a healthy, loving, creative relationship with these things? Um, I love, this is a, a little shift of where your focus is, but what if it's less about the results that you got from whatever quiz, from whatever test, and more about your reaction to the results, right? So have you ever done one of these things where you take one of these quizzes or you find out what your human design is and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't want that. Well, what's there? The, to me, that's the gold. It's like, what is happening right now? Why is this so disappointing? What were you hoping for, right? Um, what are you resisting in this? Like to me, that is so, that's an, just another way that in a, like these tools can be so useful is even if we're not actually using the tool itself, but noticing like the soundboard of our reaction to it, right? Like if, if you hear about someone else's system or what number they are on the Enneagram or what, you know, where their moons are or whatever, like, have you ever noticed yourself being like, oh man, that's a good one. Like you have a really good chart, <laughs> Where you're almost envious of it. It just seems like, and then some of them you're like, oh, that looks like a lot of work. <laughs> like, oh my God, your, your rising sign is what with what, what, you know, and it can be, so like, why are we reacting that way? Right. What is, and, and of course we're all going to be reacting differently to these things. Um, so I think, you know, we learn by what we love and by what we resist right? So you don't have to buy, you don't have to buy in, you don't have to just take some quiz and then put it on yourself and keep it there, right? This is something that you get to try on, right? So what results were you hoping for? And why the why is important, right? That will reveal things about you. We give meaning, right? Remember, I said humans are storytellers. So we like to tell stories, we like to give meaning to things. The story of me growing up as a Sagittarius was like, oh, like I am positive, I'm adventurous, I am apparently a cheater. I don't know. <laughs> Careful. Like there was lots of like warnings about people dating Sagittarians. I remember reading at some point and I'm just like, I don't feel like that's accurate. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, but we... I liked a lot of the aspects of being a Sagittarius. I liked lighting up. I liked being a fire sign. I didn't know why, but I liked it, you know? Um, we give meaning. I gave meaning to that. That helped me write the story of who I am in a way that was pleasurable, in a way I felt good about as a kid. That was like the first system I was introduced to. Um, much like um, I was talking to somebody about tarot cards, they made a comment about um, uh uh, not really enjoying them or not being into them because they weren't into cards that could tell the future. <laughs> and I was like, well, the cards don't tell the future because <laughs> they're just cards, right? But I can see why that's a turnoff, right? Some people really are like the cards are doing it, right? Maybe that's you. I am of the opinion that the cards are cards, right? And yes, they have lots of meaningful symbols and there's lots of ways to read these things. And then ultimately, as we start laying them down, 
you know, we take those interpretations, we take what we know, we take the images, our responses to the images, and we're creating the meaning. We're creating the story, right? With some guidance, yes, but like ultimately it's us who decide if that's a card for the future. Does that mean, is it, a, it is an emotional symbol or is it a literal fact, you know, this card? Like we, we get to do this and decide for ourselves because this is supposed to be an empowering way to help guide us, right? To tap into our own wisdom. That's my opinion. And I love um, the way Alison Tarr does that, right? So techcoven.com, if you want a reading from someone who doesn't think that the cards are telling your future, who's <laughs> coming from a very empowered and like beautiful, creative place, that's a real treat. Go to techcoven.com uh, and reach out to Alison Tarr about getting a reading for yourself. It's super fun. If you don't have your own cards or even if you just, sometimes you just want another deck. Oh, she's got such great decks. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we bring meaning to these things, right? We bring the meaning. We do this. So what is a great way then to approach personality systems while still staying true to yourself? So, Coming back to that text, that text from the loving dad, don't worry, you're still you, okay? So we start there. You are still you. And the systems are sunglasses. So you're going up to this like fun, fun store with all the sunglasses, all different shapes, sizes, colors. It's like, they're awesome. There's novelty glasses, elegant glasses, ones that are more complicated, ones that are plastic, right? So we're, we're, we're looking here and it's like, you know, you want to go in to this place and just try them on. So when you're trying on sunglasses, you are still you. <laughs> and when you put on a pair of these glasses, AKA like, you know, a system, astrology, human design, Enneagram, you put on these, the lens is changing how you see. So like when you're looking through yourself, sorry, when you're looking at yourself or at the world through the lens of your astrological chart, what do you see? If you are still you and you're looking through the lens of your Enneagram number, what do you see, right? So you can see how this can be super fun and also how sometimes when you put on a pair of glasses, it really changes how you see, right? I mean, like I got a pair of glasses uh, post-concussion to help with uh, calming my eyes down. There was a special filter and there was a special color involved and it like, it does like it was it I mean these classes specifically were designed to like help teach my eyes that they were safe <laughs> and relax them which then has this whole you know trickle down effect everywhere else they were so helpful anyways it can be amazing actually what a pair of glasses can do I'm not I'm not saying that you know um it can't be like a really deep one that you might want to live in these sunglasses right and you can do that but the idea is to notice the difference, right? It's like, this is me and this is me through the lens of, so is my world coming into focus when I put these glasses on? That's often the experience people get when they when they're, they feel saved by one of these systems sometimes or their whole life changes, their business changes, their relationships change when they connect with a particular system and use that guidance. So that's like putting on a pair of glasses and suddenly being able to see, it's like, ah, oh, for any of you who had corrective lenses, do you remember that first time? Oh my God. <laughs> I was acting absolutely wild because I, I was in a shopping mall with my mom and we put on those prescription glasses. I was, I don't know how old I was. I was a kid. <laughs> put on those prescription glasses for the first time and it was like, 
what? Like all the leaves on the trees. It was like being on psychedelics, you know, it's like, I can see so many things. And I was like, is everyone else just seeing this naturally? Like I, I was, my mind was blown. You might have an experience like that with human design. And isn't that great? Then keep the glasses on, wear them every day if you want to, right? Um, The point is, is that it's your choice. And there will be some glasses that you put them on. And it's like when you put on someone else's prescription, there's like parts of it that get really crisp and clear, but a lot of it's distorted and it gives you a headache. You don't have to wear those. (laughs) You can take them off if you're learning about your astrology and, and you're having that feeling, just take them off. You don't ever have to read about your astrology, right? If they're not making you feel good, take them off, right? Just go with it. Um, you know, a question I ask all the time is like, is this helpful? Is this useful? With anything personal growth, with anything, you know, that other people are swearing by, it's like, is this useful for you? Is this helpful for you? Because if it's not, it's not. Just because somebody else used it and loved it doesn't mean it's going to work for you and you don't have to defend it or explain it, right? So there will be some people who would walk by this metaphorical sunglass hut and uh, not want any of this. They're like, look at all these people trying on these glasses, ooing and eyeing. I don't want to be with those people, (laughs) right? These are like the uh, personality type rebels, right? And they don't want to be boxed in and they don't even want to see through that lens. And they're like living in a world they might call the real world and it's elsewhere. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you're in, you know, the little sunglass shop and you're trying stuff on and you see people sitting outside, (laughs) you think, oh my God, they got to get in here. No, they don't, right? So just let them go. their world is not more true than your world, right? They're just, you know, this is like, don't yuck each other's yums kind of thing, right? Like, just like, they don't need to be lingering outside the sunglass shop, making fun of everybody inside. They can just go on with their lives also, right? I knew this woman um, who was like a personality type rebel, didn't do any of that stuff, didn't subscribe to any horoscope thing whatever like resisted it strongly wouldn't reveal those details about herself so that someone else could even try to find it and it was just so interesting how my instinct at the time was to then go oh well (laughs) take that exact behavior and try to figure out what type she was of some system it's like it's none of my business (laughs) she gets to live the way she wants to live she gets to live in this mystery she gets to live in a place where We aren't defining each other like that because she saw it as limiting. She saw people with those sunglasses getting real focused and then refusing to take them off. And she wanted to just be free of any of those lenses. That's her prerogative. It's all none of my business, none of your business. So, you know, there you don't even have to be there is my point. The permission here is that you can actually just leave the sunglass shop altogether. Or you can buy a pair and fuse them to your face. If you want to, it's up to you. Um, it's a fun way to do that. And I like the sunglass analogy because it it really gives a visual of how you, that you are still you, right? You're not going to get lost in them, right? Sometimes you forget you're wearing sunglasses and then, oh, like <laughs> with, with my, I have another pair that's like a yellow lens. Sometimes I'll be ooing and eyeing about like a sunset or something like that. And then like other people are just not quite as excited as I am. And then I realize I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I remove them and I'm like, oh, yeah, like it's it's a sunset, which is fabulous. But it was really made ultra fabulous by the glasses I was wearing. So, you know, 
you might forget them, but at the end of the day, you're, you are still you. And the systems, the types, the, all those things are wonderful, fun lenses that you can look through to reveal more, to enjoy your experience more. And you get to choose whether you're putting them on or off. Okay, so as a reminder, how to stay true to yourself and enjoy these personality systems. Remember that you're writing your own story here and you're making your own meaning. You don't have to take on the story and meaning that somebody else writes for you, right? Whether that's a system or any other person, right? Um, You get to decide. You get to decide. You're writing your own story. You get to choose which glasses to look through. You get to choose which perspective you want to see the world through when it serves you when it's helpful and you can choose to put them down you get to enjoy learning as much from your reactions to the results than the results themselves so play around with that if you could choose your own adventure if you could choose to be a certain one what would it be Um, And what does that mean about you? What are you making that mean about you also? I think a lot of this comes down to uh, these are really great questions that can unearth desire, right? Um, Maybe some like shadow longings that you have. Like if you were a Virgo and that switcheroo of the astrology landed you as a Leo and you were excited about that, it could be it's like, I want more time in the spotlight. I want to be more courageous, Um, I want to be more free and outgoing, right? It might tap into some kind of longing that you have. That's great information. That counts. You get to use that. You get to listen to that. And then, of course, you know, is this actually helpful? Always come back to that, right? Am I feeling good right now? Am I learning something? Like, okay, what am, you know, (laughs) just being present with what it is that you're consuming, right? And learning. And one of my favorite questions to ask whenever I'm confronted with results from, any kind of system like this is what does this free me to be when I find out results what does this free me to be the phrasing of that question is important because it's not boxing me in right it's saying what does this free me to be what is this permission what is this opening up and that's going to give you access to some more exciting answers to some more what ifs to some more curiosity and it will be pretty clear i think with a question like that whether you want to keep wearing these glasses or not all right so lots to think about i imagine if we were having coffee uh right now talking about this we would probably sit for another three hours bring out our charts (laughs) bring out our types talk about how we feel about them that would be a conversation i'd be so into um and yeah so anyway i hope this was helpful love to hear any insights that you have about it remember that you are still you again my heart my hand just fluttered on up to my heart as i'm saying that you're still you No matter what glasses you look through, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Thank you so much for sharing this time, for taking this time for yourself. We'll talk to you soon.